You are listening to the Daily Escape Podcast with Sadie K. Frazier. This episode has been brought to you by Traveling Realms Media. Hello, 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 everyone. I am your host, Sadie K. Frazier, and you are listening to the Daily Escape Podcast. I am so excited to see so many new faces again this week that have joined us. It's exciting to know that you're putting your first foot forward and wanting to make that change. So our journey is just beginning, and now you get to be a part of it, too. I hope that you all had a great week this week. After a whole lot of uphill battles for me last week, I feel like I'm in a better place than I was kind of by the end of last week when I did the podcast, and even more so probably this weekend. My hubby and I had a couple of heart-to-heart conversations that kind of helped me work through some things and my own issues. He helped me kind of open my eyes to a few things that maybe I hadn't seen from his perspective, and that really helped me get back on track. So he is the love of my life, guys. This man is my hero, and I don't know where my poor heart would be without him. So I would encourage you, if you're feeling down or you're feeling stuck in some of those places that we don't want to be in our own heads, find your person. Seek out your person. The one person that you can tell everything to. The one person that you can just go to and say, you know what, I cannot get myself out of this headspace that I'm in right now. And ask for their help. Like I said before, in the past few episodes, we've been talking about kind of no matter where you're at in your life, kind of leaning on your family, your tribe, and letting them help you through. Speaking of my husband, he has his own podcast. I thought I'd kind of just give him a shout out. I'm going to have him as a guest on here, um, hopefully soon. His podcast is the Crafted Quill Podcast. So you should really take a listen to what he's got to say right now, he's kind of doing a, I think his is turning into a little mini series too on love languages. Like I said, I hope him, hope, I hope him, I hope to have him on here soon to do a Q and a with me. So I thought that would be kind of fun. And then you can get to know a little bit more about us both. So just drop me a note in the comments and let me know on whatever platform that you're listening to this on what you'd like to know about us. So I think that'll make it a little bit more fun. I think um, I think he's going to have me on his podcast as well, and then I'll share that on mine as well. Um, there's a lot of things that you guys don't know about us. Um, we have a lot of hidden talents that we kind of don't talk about a lot on our podcast. He has more than I have, but we'll share some of those little secrets with you here shortly too. And I know what you guys are thinking when I talked about his podcast and diving into love languages What man in his right mind is going to devote a podcast or three or more to love languages and how to love your wife better? My guy is. I think they broke the mold when they made this one, guys. I really am appreciative of all of his love and for constantly 
working to make himself better so that he can be a better husband, a better father, and just a better all around person. Um, like I said, when we came back from vacation, we kind of revamped ourselves. So there is a lot of things we still need to work on. One of which is the focus of this week's podcast, one in which we are failing miserably, but I will get to that part in a minute. Let's recap last week's episode, shall we? We've been kind of continuing a discussion on how to declutter your mind, home, body, soul to allow your spirit to be set free. So like I said before, apparently the universe had other plans and I kind of took a sharp right turn straight into the heart of last week's negativity and just yuck. There was a reason why I was meant to slow down and focus on last week's energy shift, I think, and the negative, the sadness, the yuck. We are meant to feel it, but we're not meant to get stuck there. We talked about feeling like we've all been tested on so many levels lately, and it just feels like it's never ending sometimes, all the all the things that are going on in the world right now. This is not the world that I expected my kids to be raised in or to be raising their babies in. And it, it does make me sad sometimes. And it, it kind of, it's just overwhelming and it kind of drags you down, but it makes it difficult to stick with the changes we've kind of promised to make for ourselves. Doesn't it? I know for me personally, when I get caught up in all the feels like I did last week, that steamroller of emotions and feeling on high alert everywhere I turn just kind of derails all that progress and sets my feet planted back at square one. So I don't know if any of you remember what my challenge was last week. There were actually a couple of them. The first one was to focus on things that would allow us to yell stop, even if only on our heads and say enough is enough. I want to get off this crazy roller coaster of downhill spirals and self-doubt And I want to stop living in self-preservation mode. I want to learn to live again and make my dreams come true. And I still want that. (laughs) I just, like I said, last week kind of started a downhill spiral. And then by the time my hubby and I talked this weekend, he just kind of let me unload and we kind of just regrouped. And I was able to say, okay, enough is enough. I've done enough of the downhill spiraling this week. Let's get our heads back on straight. So the second challenge was to recognize that we're all at a precipice right now. We have a choice to change or not to change. There are two paths before us, a proverbial fork in the road, so to speak. So you do have a choice. Nobody's going to make you change. If you want to stay stuck in the rut that you're in and wallow in self-pity and let the world swallow you whole right now, go for it. Nobody's stopping you. And honestly, nobody should judge you for that. You will come to your own pivotal moment in time where you say enough is enough. For me, I'm at that point right now. I don't always know how to stay above that and keep that promise when I'm in the middle of the muck and the mire and all the crap that goes on. But it doesn't take much to remind me of that. Sometimes it's music. Sometimes it's my husband, one of my kiddos. Sometimes I'm encouraging somebody else and I'm thinking, okay, why don't you listen to what you just said to them? Maybe you should take your own words to heart. And if you remember, I reminded you of a post that I found on Instagram also. It was a man standing on a ledge. And I found that post last week when I needed it the most. The quote read, I had to make you uncomfortable. Otherwise, you never would have moved. And it was it was just signed, the universe. That quote for me was actually life-altering. It, with the help of my hubby's encouragement and gentle nudging this weekend, it helped me to see things from a new perspective and believe that 
maybe these nudgings I'm feeling are meant to share with you. It's time we start listening to our hearts and our guts again. It's time that we change our world by acting upon them. I know it's hard and I know that at times there's not enough time, not enough energy, but especially if you are not in the right headspace to begin with, it just, it feels like I just want to be done. I want to be done with all of this. I don't want to deal with this anymore. And I feel it too. A lot of times I feel not motivated. I, I lack energy. I'm depressed. I'm sad. And most of all, I don't feel like I have what it takes to move myself beyond that point. Sometimes I just get stuck. So this week, let's take a step in the right direction and let's talk about how we're going to declutter our bodies in order to set our spirits on fire. Let's try to see if we can break it down further and get ourselves the motivation to take those literal first steps in making us a healthier being from the inside out. And actually, that's one of the parts that I was talking about that my husband and I fail miserably at. Right now, it's our, our physical health. Um, not that there's any anything major. Like I said, both of us have a, a couple of, <laughs> we both have thyroid issues, but we have some weight loss that we need to work on, some healthier eating habits, some lowering of my blood pressure. I hope that these tools will help you as well as they have me, and we're ready to put our first steps forward. Like I said, let's try to see if we can break it down further and get motivated to do this. And actually, I'm going to rephrase that. Let's do more than just try. I'm tired of trying but not reaching my goals I set or where I want to be. So as Yoda says, do or do not, there is no try. And you must listen to me, for this is the way. Uh -huh. For those of you who are Star Wars nerds like I am, just and watch The Mandalorian, you'll get my reference. So, okay, okay, I digress. All right, so when you think about decluttering your body, what is the first thing you think of? For me, it would be the word purge. For others, it might mean to detoxify. And detoxify has kind of become a popular catchphrase in the health and wellness world, hasn't it? I'm going to give you some helpful tips to kind of dive in, get messy, and revamp ourselves as we declutter and purge the sludge that's keeping us rooted in quicksand, the laziness that's dragging us under and keeping us from living our best life. So when I was doing some research for this week's podcast, I found an article on mindful.org. You might want to check out that site because they have a lot of helpful, positive tips on all kinds of areas of your life, but they really helped explain the process of decluttering your body or moving your body in even greater detail. So their number one recommendation was to stretch your body. In doing so, you stretch your mind. Sometimes it's all you can do to just breathe through those impossible moments, isn't it? But if you remember to retrain your brain, we've talked about this before, the more times that you stop, you take a deep breath and you just kind of decompress your brain will eventually become retrained, even under the most difficult circumstances. Your body will also begin to respond automatically after a while, but you have to retrain it. You have to practice self-control, practice deep breathing, calming yourself down, and then eventually it will begin to calm you and declutter your thoughts the moment you start to spin out of control. The number one thing I think to remember is to breathe, but the next step is to get up and get moving. Even if you have to start slow, if you have a physical limitation and thing like, things like that, there's all kinds of stuff that you can do. I've seen those little, I don't even know what they call them. They're little things that you can put under your desk and you basically just move your feet and your legs a little bit. And it's like riding a bike just with the feet pedals while you're sitting down. So 
Start with something like that if you have to. Take it one step, one change at a time. The important thing is to just do it. So where do we want to do this at? You might like treadmills, you might like going to the gym and things like that, but with it getting to be fall here and becoming the end of summer where we're going to have some pretty good temperatures all across the nation, my favorite thing to do is get outside. I like to pick a location with a view or a place that maybe brings me comfort. Start with a short walk. Let the fresh air fill your lungs. Breathe it in. Let the sunlight fill you with vitamin D that we so desperately need, in, especially in the Midwest here, and let it invigorate you. If you're anything like me, it's talking yourself into getting out there and doing it. Once I'm there, I'm good. Once I'm about a mile in or so, I'm like, bring it on, baby. And then my husband has a hard time keeping up with me and reeling me back in. But until I get to that point, I have all kinds of excuses why we're too busy or I'm too lazy or <laughs> I'm too tired to get out there and do it. But we need to get moving. And I don't hate to exercise, especially walking, but there's something in my brain that tells me it's not worth it. I think some of that stems from childhood as well. I have one side of my mixed family who is overweight, who has always cooked amazing meals and is satisfied with just being the way we are. I feel like a fat kid at heart sometimes because that's what I was surrounded by. Yet another limitation of my mind that I somehow perceived not being worth the effort or that it was actually wrong to be skinny. I think I grew up perceiving that exercising, taking care of your body, making yourself strong, healthy, looking good, makes you a vain person. If people look a certain way, you think too highly of yourselves. And I actually had a previous coworker who used to call anybody that was skinny than her, skinnier than her, she called them the skinny bitches. And come on. <laughs> I mean, I know you've at least thought about that too. I know I have as well, but it isn't always true. Maybe these beautiful, confident women are just comfortable in their skin. Maybe they were just blessed with really good genes and flawless skin. Maybe we're just jealous. And maybe, just maybe, you have no flipping idea what their story is and shouldn't judge them no matter what they've been through. Maybe that person that you are jealous of that you think looks so beautiful with that flawless skin, maybe they fought those same demons we have but in their own way. Maybe they battle anorexia or maybe they have an eating disorder that makes it unable for them to eat the way they truly want or desire. Maybe they've kicked ass and stuck to a workout program that allowed them to go from being a fat kid like me to a so-called skinny bitch that you just judged unnecessarily. So look, everybody has their own struggles, their own story, their own demons lurking in their closet. But the first thing we need to do is stop judging others so harshly. And yes, that even includes ourselves. I'm harder on myself than I am anybody else on the face of this planet. I'll be the first to admit that. The problem with that is that my mind begins to believe the ugly things that I've said and my body then begins to follow suit. I've convinced myself that everyone else around me looks like I do. These women I work with or hang out with who are over 50, suddenly we're all struggling with hot flashes and muffin tops and we're told that this is normal at this age. It might be the norm for some, but that does not apply to all. And no one goes through this type of life-altering event in the exact same way. So the bottom line is you have to do what works for you. Let's redirect our mindset and teach ourselves to accept that we are beautiful just the way we are. Instead of living the lies we've been triggered to believe since birth, allow yourself to live in the present moment. So be present right here and now and accept yourself just as you are. Now, does that mean we don't have to make any changes? 
Absolutely not. We have a ton of work to do, don't we? I do, especially. I'll be the first to admit that, that I am not where I want to be on many levels. And a lot of that I've used the beginning of menopause as an excuse. I've read books and I've seen things on TV and I'm like, oh, well, this is what I should expect. Why, why do I just sit back and accept that? Because it's easier to do that. It's easier to be lazy. But whether you reach your goals or not, I want you to know that you're worthy. You're loved just as you are right now. So stop shaming yourself for not being enough and for not being perfect. But then let's get to work and get ourselves back on track and do it for you. Don't do it for anybody else. So we had watched uh, one of our favorite shows the other night, Dr. Pimple Popper. (laughs) I'm addicted to that show, by the way. Um, After the show was over with, for some reason, it switched over to another episode on TLC. And it was uh, My 600 Pound Life, which we don't normally watch, but we were kind of intrigued from the get-go by this lady that told her story. I think her name was Mary and it was her weight journey. Um, She found herself creeping up to almost 700 pounds. I can't even imagine. And then at some point she opened her eyes and she realized I have to make a change right here, right now. She realized she wanted to be a mom. She wanted to live her best life and she wasn't there. There was no way that she could make those things possible weighing what she does. So she started implementing these small changes to make it happen. And then eventually she had, she did have the weight loss surgery to help the process along while she was kind of enacting those other changes too. But I watched from a different perspective, I think, than I ever had before. I watched something incredible happen throughout her telling her story. She began to look at herself in ways that she never had before. She didn't just dive in. She lived in denial for a lot of years, but once she did that, she threw open those doors wide to that closet full of skeletons. And she recognized that the weight she'd surrounded herself by was because of a trauma of being sexually abused when she was just, I think she said she was maybe like second or third grade, but she remembers that. And she remembers it all guys. She lived with those demons for years and years and years. So After facing herself and her past and letting it consume her, she admitted that subconsciously her way of coping was to pack on pounds. She put on so much weight so that no one would find her attractive, so that no one could ever molest her or rape her again. That's a really powerful thing to watch somebody overcome. Just the admission of the truth set her free in ways that she had not imagined. So by the end of the show and years and years and years of work, She'd not only met her own goals, she'd reached her target weight of like, I think it was like 157 pounds, which is like, like a 500 pound weight loss or something. But she became a counselor and a motivator, a help to those who were facing the same challenges she once faced. And it really opened my eyes and made me think, I mean, if she can face her demons and lose over 500 pounds, shouldn't I be able to take one tiny step forward and make a few changes in my eating habits? or to my currently non-existent workout routine. (laughs) I mean, what's it going to take for me to get motivated to move the world? She was such an inspiration. And I just, I stepped back and looked at my own life and said, I need to take control of these symptoms. These excuses that menopause is enabling me to keep stuck and grounded and rooted in this unhealthy lifestyle. And I want to do it with my husband. I mean, my husband's weight has crept up too. And both of us have used, I don't know that that used 
an excuse is the right wording for that, but when you have hypothyroidism, your metabolism does change. When you go on Synthroid, which we're both on, it also changes something. It changed my body chemistry. And I'll tell you a story a little bit later about one of the things I did and how I got my life on track before, but I've slid backwards so far over the last few years that I'm back to those same unhealthy eating habits, those same not exercising, not finding time to take care of myself, not even really de-stressing at this point, which I'm sure uh, raises your blood pressure and all those things too. So there's so many things that we can do, but the one thing that I think I found constant in all of these courses I've been taking, everything that I share with you guys, you've heard me say, you need to find your why in everything you do. So what is worth putting all this work and effort into? Number one, it should always be yourself. But sometimes when we're in the middle of kind of recreating ourselves and we're going back to our past and we're looking at all these things that we want to change, sometimes we're not quite there with ourselves yet. We're not quite pushing ourselves and saying, we're not really believing I'm worthy of this. So if you have to, to start off with, find another why. For me, it's, it's not only my kids and my grandkids, though they will always come first. Of course, I want to be here. I want to be the best grandma ever. I want to be the best mom I can continue to be for my adult children. As we kind of reinvent our relationship as a mom with adult children, and now they're having children. But I also don't want to fathom the thought of ever being without my husband. It's just people wait too long in their life for them to realize their goals or to uh, make a dream list and then make it come true. We wait until we're retired. We wait until blah, 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 blah. The kids are out of the house until I'm not as busy, until I'm skinny, until I'm whatever. All these excuses that hold us back. But that's exactly what they do is they keep you stuck. They keep you grounded. They keep you rooted in these unhealthy mindsets. And then how, how do we think we're going to get out of that mindset if we constantly are just revolving all of this stuff, just bringing it back up from the past and just reliving everything all the time without actually moving forward. When I come back, I'm going to share with you more on how we can take back our life and declutter our bodies to set our spirit free. We're going to take a little quick coffee break. I'm going to slam some, uh, not decaf this time. I'm going to slam some iced coffee with a little bit of go juice in it because I've worked all day <laughs> and I will be back very soon. Stay tuned. And I'm back. Did you miss me? All right. So we've been talking about all of the excuses and the lies that keep us from putting our best foot forward to declutter our bodies and get ourselves healthy again. Honestly, I think this ties in well with our discussion on decluttering our minds as well and untethering ourselves from our past full of lies once we once believed. So those blatant untruths that have kept us from seeing what the rest of the world does those are lies that keep us from loving ourselves, aren't they? I read just recently that even when you love yourself, if an evil little voice inside your head fills you with superficial doubt, your confidence will lower by just watering down your perception of yourself. You've decided to measure yourself against other people, so instead of being proud of whoever you are, 
you've set your standards for yourself that have nothing to do with you and you've become your own enemy. I'm going to give you the same challenges we learned to appreciate our body as I did last week. It takes hard work to keep us alive. I think it deserves a little bit of credit. Our body does a lot of work to protect us from basically from ourselves. So this is going to be a challenge that was difficult for me as well. And I want you to do it as hard as it is. And even if you cry through it, even if you struggle through it and you yell and scream and you throw up your hands and say, I don't like the way this makes me feel. I want you to do it anyway, because you will get some benefit out of it. So I want you to get out a mirror this week. I want you to stare into your reflection. And if you're like me, you might even cry a little bit. Like I said, if you take a long, hard look at where you are now and where you want to be, maybe you're just not there yet. But then I want you to think about how far your body, your mind, that beautiful smile has brought you, how far you've come. What have you overcome in your past that's brought you to right here, right now? It is no small feat that you're here today after the things you've survived, is it? Take a moment to be grateful for that. And then start finding things that you like as you look at yourself, at that beautiful face in the mirror, those eyes behind that story that you want to tell. And say it out loud. I want you to write out a positive affirmation or three or six or 10, whatever comes to you and hang those on your mirror, get out a package of sticky notes. And I want you to write things down. Your body is a temple and it deserves to be worshiped. Let's also remember that beauty is not one size fits all. We're all unique and magnificent creatures of the universe. Every single one of us was meant to be here. And I, for one, am glad that our paths crossed and that you're here with me today. All right, so now let's switch gears a little bit and let's talk about one of my favorite things. I'm going to include adding music to this portion of taking care of our bodies because music for me is what's pulled me through some of the darkest moments of my life. I honestly don't know where I'd be without it. I'm a singer, a songwriter, a pianist as well. And Everywhere I look, I search for lyrics that fit what I'm desperately trying to say to convey how I feel. And when those words don't seem to fit, I create my own. I write a song to heal my heart. So listen to your favorite songs. The ones that lift you up, encourage you, inspire you to do more, to be more. Make a new playlist. I just recently added somebody I never ever thought I would add, but my daughter has had a a struggle with addiction in the past and she's fought to She's fought her way to overcome that every single day. She's got a lot of health issues as well. And she listens to Jelly Roll and he has pulled her through some of the darkest, darkest, darkest moments of her life. I never understood the connection that she had with him because honestly, I saw a picture of him and I kind of judged him. I'm like, yeah, he looks like a rapper. He looks like somebody I would not listen to. And then I pulled up one of his songs and I listened to him. And the song was called I Need You. And he's got many, many, many more. He just came out with a new album also, but I'm hooked. So I uh, I made myself a new playlist this month. And it actually, I called it In Pursuit of Purpose because that's where I'm at in my life. That's the business I'm starting. That's the coaching that I want to do. That's the courses I'm creating. It revolves around this podcast. So for me, I'm searching for my purpose So I added songs that would uplift me, that would encourage me. There's a lot of pink on there. There's a lot of, 
There's some Jelly Roll in there. There's just a lot of uplifting power songs. One of my very favorite songs that I barely can make it through without crying is You Say by Lauren Daigle. And I feel that way a lot. You say I'm all these things, but I still feel broken. So when I listen to those songs, those help remind me and encourage me that I really am worthy. I do deserve those things in my life. Also, you can play some kind of more uplifting music, a little bit faster beats while you're getting your body moving and you start walking your way to freedom from the weight, the aches and pains that you feel. All these growing pains called midlife hormonal changes or whatever stage you're at in your life, even when it feels like it's too much. So dust off that keyboard, play that piano, pick up that guitar and learn to play like you've always wanted to. That's on my bucket list. My sweet husband used his money and bought me a guitar because he knows that I, I desperately crave to learn to play the guitar. I feel depends on how you feel about past life and all that kind of stuff. If you don't, you can stop listening. But I believe that I somehow played the piano or sorry, I've already played the piano in this life. I played the guitar in another life. I feel like I can already play. I feel like when I look at a guitar or watch someone else play or I pick it up, I feel like I could just put my fingers on it and start playing. I can't. I, I don't know how to play, but my soul feels like I do, if that makes any sense at all. So the other thing I love to do is sing. So if you're down, if you're depressed, do it in your car, do it wherever you want. Sing your heart out. Dance as if no one is watching. And if they are, so what? Do it anyway. Do what makes you happy. There are many ways that we can declutter our bodies if we just release all that was and we get inspired to make the changes we've always promised we'd make someday. Well, my friends, today needs to be your someday. You may not get another chance or another tomorrow. I'm taking a 30-day boot camp right now, and we're learning about course creation and things like that. And it's just a simple course that, you know, I'm just, I'm just learning some things on how to do this kind of stuff. And I saw somebody hop on there that was encouraging other people to live their life now. And their story was they knew someone that the husband just passed away. They were getting to retire, getting ready to retire, all of that stuff. He passed away and they don't have a chance to do that anymore. So there's so many things that, I mean, there's, there's people we know, like I said, my boss's brother who thank God is now doing better. He got some antibodies and he's now doing better, but he just about lost his life and the battle with COVID and I think about cancer. I think about all my friends. I have a friend who has been gone several years now. She went into the emergency room one night with a stomach ache. They were getting ready to take a trip to New York and kind of take a trip of, the, of a lifetime before their kids left home and things like that. She asked her doctor, am I okay to take that trip this weekend? Am I okay to start the treatments when I get back home? And he said, absolutely. That'll be just fine. She took that trip, people. She took it that next weekend, and about two days after she took that trip, she was gone. She did not even have a chance to fight the battle that she had with colon cancer. And like I said, this has been a few years ago. She did not even make it to her 50th birthday, and she was one of my very best friends from high school. So you don't know. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here, but you don't know that to tomorrow's never promised to any of us. So... Let's stop making excuses 
and let's make this our someday, our day one, before we don't have a chance to do it. All right, a little bit lighter here. <laughs> the next thing I wanted to talk about is de-stressing our minds and our bodies. So there's many things we can do to lower the toll that stress plays on a daily basis. It starts, like I said earlier, with deep breathing. And from there, you can have whatever relaxes you, whatever lowers your blood pressure and gets your blood pumping. If you have the money, go get a massage. Do some chakra cleansing or some Reiki reading it will change your life. And this is kind of where I wanted to share my story about when I was taking thyroid medication years ago. So I met a lady named Stephanie. I went and got a massage and I met her while I was doing this and she did my massage, but then she recommended that I come back and do a Reiki healing session. So I didn't know a whole lot about it. I've heard of chakras and didn't really know a lot about Reiki at the time, but I thought, it's not going to hurt me to give it a try. What, however long it was, I went and I got one and she did the massage first. And then she did her Reiki healing session with me. There is no way for me to describe unless you've actually been through it. Even my own doctor, I told him what had happened. And he said, I don't have a medical explanation for the changes that have happened in your body. The only thing I know of is that for some reason, when I got everything aligned the way I was meant to, it not only changed my mindset and my headspace, I was more calm. I was more clear. I was more focused. I could think. I had more energy. I started walking. I lost weight. The main thing is that I was able to go off my thyroid medicines. My doctor had no logical explanation for why my thyroid levels just suddenly, you know, completely perfected themselves. And I begged him to let me go off my thyroid medicine completely with the agreement that I would go in and I would get regular blood tests. And if it started to go back the other way, I would go back on the medication. I was off that medicine for, I think, close to seven years. No logical explanation for why I was healthy. I lost the weight I needed to lose. I was sleeping better. Everything about my world changed. And then... We had a lot of stress. My dad passed away and my husband and I separated for a while. There was someone in my life before that came back into my life that there was just a lot of things that my whole world crumbled before me. And I forgot to enact all of the things that I'd set up in place to protect myself from that ever happening again, from all those wonderful changes from happening. And I just tanked. I let everything else go. So guess what happened? I ended up with my thyroid levels crashing. I ended up putting the weight back on and I was just a stress ball of mess. So all I know is that it worked for me. You don't have to choose Reiki or chakra cleansing or anything like that. All I'm saying is do exactly what makes you feel relaxed, what helps you, what sets your soul on fire to get to the, those end results. So just make the space to allow the energy to be able to flow through your body again and not get held up at the corner and the juncture of stagnancy and laziness. Again, use that space we discussed earlier to create a place to decompress and escape from the madness that surrounds it all. You can try yoga. You can do meditation, walking, music. So now let's talk about another favorite subject of mine, food. 
we need to detox from the crap we shove in our mouths to cover our pain, don't we? It is not working. At least it's not for me. Not for long anyway. So make those healthy changes in whatever form that looks like for you. And one of the things I did this weekend, speaking of decluttering, is my husband and I finally, we were trying to decide what to do on Saturday and we were kind of at a loss on what we really wanted to do. So we decided to be productive. We went in our bedroom and we decluttered our bedroom. That meant top to bottom, clothes, shoes, everything. People, (laughs) I took four and a half bags of clothes and shoes to Goodwill that no longer fit me because I have put myself in this position. I have been lazy. I like to snack on chips, blah, blah, blah. Whatever my excuses are, I put on weight over quarantine when we were off, no longer working. And I finally had enough and said, I'm not holding on to this stuff any longer. Whatever I choose to be in the future, whatever weight I lose, whatever healthy benefits I have of these changes I'm making, then I'm going to move forward and I'll, I'll go get other clothes. I'm not going to hang on to something and hoping for someday. That's a part of me that's in the past. And I want to free myself from anything that is in my past that's holding me down. So we took all that stuff to Goodwill. So donate the clothes that no longer fit you. Quit focusing on the someday I'll be this weight. Someday I'll be this fit. Someday I'll look like this. Just stop wishing for more to happen and start doing something to move the needle and pivot yourself into a new life now. So one of the things that I'm doing also, and I would encourage you to do, sign up for online seminars, workshops, webinars, whatever it is, fill your being with information that provides you with the tools you need to change. Spend time reconnecting with nature. Fill your life with acts of self-love. And this fits in all categories. One of the things that you can do for your body also, and it's probably the number one most important thing that we all forget is to hydrate, 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 hydrate. It fills your cells with so much goodness. And I, for one, I just, (laughs) I forget. I drink my coffee in the morning and then I'll go half the day without even grabbing a glass of water. So that liquid washes the toxins away. Lord knows our foods, even our city water systems, our medicines, they're all full of extra things that we weren't meant to consume. And the more you hydrate, the more you flush those things out of your system so they don't clog anything up. So I challenge all of you also to keep journaling. Keep writing your thoughts, your struggles, your goals down. Any goal you made in the past may no longer serve you today. So feel feel free to revamp them as you grow. You can do that on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis, whatever works for you. So as you look yourself in the mirror... Be grateful for each step you've taken to get you to where you are today and then tell yourself, I am worthy of making these changes. And the biggest challenge, it's to learn to believe those words with all your heart and soul. Look, we all have our own obstacles to face on this path and whatever works for one will not work for another. What triggers one may uplift another. So keep stretching your mind, stretching your heart and creating a new path for you to grow on. I think we're all on the same page on what we want, and that's to renew our body's need to move, to breathe, to get healthy, to finally feel free to become us and feel comfortable in our own skin once again. There's so many ways that we can declutter our bodies and things we've talked about today that it's just the tip of the iceberg. I could probably do another five or six sessions just on this part. So 
I hope you'll stick with me and see where these new paths we've diverged onto will take us. But our bodies know what to do. Our soul knows what to do to heal ourselves and how to become us again. The trick is to learn to silence our minds. So I hope you'll join me again next week as we take the next steps in becoming even more than we thought imaginable. As we learn that nothing is too big to handle when we step out of the way and we let the universe guide us. My wish again this week is that I provided you with hope, that I've uplifted you, that I've made you laugh, made you cry, and that I made you want to scream out loud, I can do this. Yes, I can. We just need to take that first step and I'm right here with you all the way. So chin up, my friend. I believe just by being here and listening to this podcast, you have taken the first step and it's all uphill from here. So straighten your crown, take a deep breath in and let it all go. I believe in you. You've got what it takes, and so do I. Together, we'll make it through day by day and piece by piece until we're restored, healed, and find joy in the journey once again. I hope you guys have an amazing week, and I want to hear your progress. Hop on whatever social platform that you're on when you listen to this podcast and just leave me some comments and let me know what you did to take your first step, even if it's not anything revolved with walking, but just to realize that today is your someday, your one day. Just let me know where you're at on that journey. Hang in there and know that you are loved from here to the universe and back. Until next time, I'm unconditionally yours. All my love, Sadie. I'm your host, Sadie K. Frazier, and this has been another episode of the Daily Escape Podcast.